0: The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947.
1: You are listening to
0: The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary
2: on baseball. The
1: 0-2 pitch. Swing a miss. Don't give out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008
0: world champions of baseball.
1: Hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, the Flyers are going to win this Stanley cup. The Flyers win this Stanley cup. The Flyers win this Stanley cup. College
0: football.
2: The Big Ten Championship lies is. on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State home. They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship! The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten champions! He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback!
0: Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff.
1: Well, I really hope, for your sake, that we're not listening to the announcers Chris Collinsworth uh, say, and the Patriots have won the Super Bowl two weeks from now on our next show, because... Uh, Yeah, that is, um, would be disappointing on many levels, but for you, it would just be another form of heartbreak.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good heart punch. And, uh, hopefully we can avoid that altogether. And we've had, we have, we have some other great ones on there, like the Penn State stopping them on fourth and one. Like, that was incredible. Hopefully we can add to that. And, uh, Corey Clement will come out on the right side of this one too.
1: (laughs) So. Here we are back again. We weren't able to cover the conference championship games last week, uh, but with uh, the results, at least of the late game, um, pretty pretty happy. Pretty happy to be here.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! I'm so excited. Um, I I was explaining this to you before the show. I'm excited slash building up my walls. You know, like the you know justifying to myself why why it's not going to happen and all that stuff. You know, building up all those insecurities that. Already exist in every Philadelphia fan's mind.
1: So. Well, we were pretty disappointed after the early game, and we'll get into that shortly. We're going to talk about the Conference Avengers games briefly before we get into our preview, and then we have actually a little high school football at the end. Some big things going wi- on with, um, Burks, LL, Wilson, uh, District 3, 6A state playoffs. So we want to touch on that. But first, you know, we got to talk Super Bowl. Super Bowl 52 is a week from now. A week from now, it'll probably be halftime. So, uh, <laughs> you can see that Justin's got his fifty-two right. underdog that's shirt right. on. I have I dug my Eagles hat out, hat out, which I don't get to wear. I'll be often honest because I didn't
0: even know you had an Eagles hat. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I think he told me, but like,
1: uh, what I, I don't. Th- I don't
0: think I've ever seen it.
1: <laughs> I told you last week during the Eagles Vikings game as we were texting, <laughs> and I said I was. Uh, I said, looking good. I was like, I I do like my Vikings hat better, though. And you were like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So, but here we are, uh, you know, Super Bowl 52, less than a week away, and uh, it's a rematch of, what, was it 13 years ago? Yeah. Just uh, Super Bowl following the 2004 season, uh, end of January, early February 2005. Yep. Eagles, Patriots. And the Patriots ended up winning that one, which would be their, I believe it was their third Super Bowl win in four years. Yeah. They had beaten the Rams for the first one, beat the Panthers for the second one, and the Eagles for the third one. And for a while, though, that had been the last of them. They had beaten two more, but had lost. And then they finally broke through uh, against the Seahawks a few years ago. And then obviously coming back in dramatic fashion against the Falcons last year, the first Super Bowl to go to overtime. But here we are again with the New England Patriots' 10th Super Bowl trip for Brady and Belichick. And how did they get here? Well, let's take a look at the AFC Conference Championship game from last Sunday. So we're we're not going to watch this whole thing, so we'll let the highlights play as we discuss it. But we were feeling pretty good for most of the game. I'd say three-fourths of the game. Yeah. You know, fans... Jaguars fans and anti-patriot. I, I shouldn't.
0: Yeah, I don't know that we were feeling really good in the second half, but there was a sense of hope at least in the, in that part. <clears throat> but then there started to be some key things, and you just could. I don't know. It. It's easy to say this afterwards, but like no, we were literally saying this like during too. Like we've seen this movie. Like we've seen this before. Like they the had a chance to that. put them away, and they did not do it, and if that happens against the Patriots, uh, you're in trouble.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it it was a bit of a surprise how much the Jaguars had got ahead of them on a couple of occasions, you know, they were up, I believe 14 to three, uh, 17 to 10, 20 to 10, you know, but when, you know, the going got tough, we saw, like you said, we've seen this movie a lot before we've seen it. I think, is it, eight times in the playoffs that Brady Something has, crazy. Yeah. has directed a fourth-quarter comeback victory. Um, you know, and, and this is, other than the Super Bowl, other than doing it in the Super Bowl, this is the next biggest stage getting to the right. Super Bowl, and they, they were able to do it again. Uh, I know some people had some issues for things throughout the game. I believe, was it a was it Miles Jacks fumble recovery that they thought shouldn't have been whistled? He would yeah, see, touchdown. I, I thought he was people down. Complained like, about, I, I didn't see it.
0: Yeah, um, so I thought he was I'll down. not see it
1: here, but uh, people complained about the Patriots only getting called for one penalty. Yeah. I'm not really worried about that stuff anymore because it's over. Like, what is the point of worrying about that now? Now, yeah. if you're Jaguars fans, I understand if you're salty, if you really think that there's some kind of issue there with um, the refereeing um, – we're not going to get into the absurdity that the NFL is fixed. As I went because off because we a, know it is. I went but... off on a tirade <laughs> on our friends' a Facebook chat because someone posted some asinine video about uh, about the NFL and, and being fixed. And look, and I said this in the chat. I'm a right now. I'm a Patriots hater, and I don't want to see the Patriots win. But the Honest to god, people thinking the NFL is rigged.
0: Is Clearly, ridiculous. Roger Goodell has it. He has it set up so that he can make it look like he hates the Patriots, but he really loves them. I'm just. <laughs> well, he's I'm, doing a great job. I'm, yeah, see, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously, I know. Like, you get those disparities in calls in any one particular game. Somebody looked at it over the course of the season. I think the Patriots were called for two more penalties than the, their opponents. You know, so like that's pretty darn even, which is funny because like that's what everybody kind of says when you see a game like that. They're like, "Yeah, one game you might see discrepancies, but over the course of a season, generally it's going to play itself out, right? right?" And that's pretty much what it has exactly done. What so, happened, right? um, yeah. So, yeah, a couple key things here. So it got the fourteen to three, and you know the Jaguars. Um, I don't, uh, you know, we were kind of talking here, but I don't know if if we saw it. No, I don't, I think it's coming up here, but like they have a chance to maybe put some points on the board, um, before half. And then they, I think it's, they take a false, or no, sorry, they take a delay a game out of a timeout. Um, and it cost them five yards and they end up like punting, I think, instead of being able to maybe kick a field goal or something like that. And so because of that, um, they give the Patriots the ball, Patriots go score and then Jaguars get the ball. They have timeouts and don't um, – sorry, the Jaguars have timeouts and they don't uh, – with like 55 seconds left and they don't do anything. Yeah, there it was. Delay a game out of a timeout. Um, and yes. so instead of picking up the first down, they, yeah, they're they yeah. back at midfield. And, at right, and they don't get it here. Patriots score before half. Then they get the ball and – Blake Bortles with 55 seconds and timeouts, and they they down it and just take it into half. Um, which, when we talk about the Eagles, is the exact opposite of what the Eagles did before halftime. Uh, and somebody said that is all. like that You can't put that on Bortles directly. That's all on coaching staff saying, we don't trust our quarterback. Mm-hmm. We're going to just get the half. And you can't play that way against the Patriots at all.
1: I'm going to jump ahead here. Well,
0: that play is the play that they everybody's like, it's dirty. I don't know what you want Barry Church to do in that in that play. Like, if he hits him low, the Patriots fans are screaming that they hit him low, and that's 30 play. You yeah, know, I, I don't know. But
1: Now we get to see uh, Danny Amdola come to life. Patriots, you know, I've jumped ahead here to the fourth quarter. Um
0: I, I love how the people are like, oh, it's a revenge game for Danny Amendola because he got cut by the Eagles. First of all, Danny Amendola was hurt almost the entire time he was with the Eagles. I didn't even and, know and, Danny Amendola and played couldn't, for the and Eagles. And couldn't produce, yeah. So,
1: he was known with the Rams, right? That's where he broke, yeah. broke out. He took over for um Kevin Curtis, right? Yeah. Who had gone to the Eagles and I think got he hurt came, and never right. could play again. right. I mean, he was always a guy I thought. It's like Wes Welker, Kevin Curtis, Danny Amendola, like the same guy. Yeah. So, we see Jacksonville being a little bit aggressive here, up three, give the ball back to New England with six minutes to play, and New England's just going to work their way down the field. Uh, like, it wasn't a great second half or fourth quarter for the Jaguars' defense.
0: I'll have a guy. If
1: he wouldn't have put his arm on it, Right, I right. think he also probably would have caught the ball then. So. Right, right. Um either way, but so here we go, patriots <laughs> fourth and ten, yep, fourth and ten,
0: so they got him at, they got the ball, and then they go three and out here, I believe, yep, yep.
1: just um oh there's your boy, there's another there's another eagle. Yeah, Eric Rowe didn't didn't do anything in Philadelphia. Now one of the uh, Patriots contributors, but you know you get pinned in your own end zone. You punt it; it gets returned all the way to the thirty with five minutes to when go. When you're the up game. three, yeah, with Tom Brady,
0: awful and field good luck position with that.
1: swing, and you knew Brady's going to hurt you, and he does it. That's quickly. an amazing
0: catch. That like that's just a great throw and catch. Not much you can do about that one.
1: And uh, well, I think right here. Um, you're going to see them pick up the first down and now it's first and goal with under four minutes to play. And, uh, just a couple plays later is going to be the dagger, basically the game ender, another insane yeah. catch by Amendola. So two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, two touchdowns in the final nine minutes for Amendola. And, uh, that'd be all she wrote there at, uh, final score
0: so what he should have done is grabbed that back leg and just thrown him out <laughs> and he can't get down but
1: so well we'll let this play out we'll, you know it's unfortunate for the Jaguars because obviously with uh, Chad being there Puck Leslie being there them not being a franchise that's never made the Super Bowl going against a team that's been there at this point oh and they're playing times. the Patriots right and they're playing New England so I I think a lot of people wanted to see the Jaguars win this game, and and when they were up, you know, eleven at one point, ten at another point, a lot of people thought, "Are they going to do this?" And well, they're just mm-hmm. uh, just weren't able to so get it done. That throws on the
0: money. That's a touchdown. I know. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't see this part of the game.
1: Right. Well, I like they were well, they were in Patriots territory with under two minutes to go. Now they got it deep fourth and fourteen here. And kind of a last ditch effort. Yeah. But, uh.
0: Now that looked like interference a couple times on the other side. That exact play right there. But he left it short. The throw's short. So you're not going right. to get the, the call.
1: And in the end, and this is the point where people say if the Jaguars had a more competent quarterback or better quarterback, that, um, they could have easily won this game. You know, that's a lot of what, I mean, that was a great defense. Yeah, that was great play. defensive
0: I See, I yeah. thought he pulled himself with his right arm, but the opposite angle, you see, or left arm, you see his left arm was just down. You know, that was a great that defensive play. was a great play.
1: defensive play. So, um, hey, the Board town grad Devlin yeah. going to be uh, Getting it done. trying to get his third Super Bowl because I believe he was on the team when they won yeah. a couple years ago and then obviously got another one last year, although he may have been on IR last year. So, he'll get the play in this one. Uh, like we said, Brady and Belichick going to their 10th, Super Bowl.
0: Most teams,
1: right? Yeah, they they've uh, I, I've seen uh, that stat where you can uh, put them. I think second. I think they're second yeah. most. Uh, if you would franchise Brady and Belichick have been to more Super Bowls than some franchises than most franchises have been to. So, um, but yeah, New England representing the the uh, AFC once again. So let's talk. You're Eagles now. Yeah, Vikings-Eagles in Philadelphia, Minnesota trying to be the first team to make it back to their home stadium to play Super Bowl. It hadn't happened the first 51 times.
0: Also, first dome team yeah. playing outside in a conference championship trying to win a game, win the conference championship outside. So, yeah, I didn't think that was really going to matter because this Minnesota Vikings team doesn't seem like they to are a, different. a dome team. Yeah, and the way their defense was and all of that, um, you know, I I like, and I've said this to you, like, with the us against the world mentality can get kind of old, especially in professional sports, you know, like, no, it's not really how it works. But, like, I just love the little things that you have gotten on. And I said, it's a lot more fun when it's your team that's getting right. to see the benefits of that us against the world mentality. It's just like, you know, how the NFL – just put out the promotion, like, before the game saying, like, who, you know, win tickets to the Super Bowl, and it was just the Patriots and the Vikings on there. Like, there was no Eagles on there. Um, Somebody actually posted. Now, it's in Minnesota, and there's all kinds of, like, stories about that this week, too. But um, there's, there's, like, a couple stores, like, at the Mall of America where the Radio Row will be this week where there's Super Bowl gear and Patriots gear but no Eagles gear. (laughs) And people are like, oh, you know, they're turning it into the, look, no one thought we'd be here kind of thing, you know. Good, good. This, good.
1: this uh, like, pettiness to me reflects if, if a game was the game was close. Like, if they, or if they were mad, like, the outcome, like, it was a bad call. Right, like, like right. I don't get, like, they got housed and there was no...
0: Like, right. Well, that's like there's all this talk, like, oh, all these uh, Uber drivers and everything are going to take people to the wrong place. And somebody sent me the article and I said, well, if they execute this plan as well as their team executed the game plan, Eagles fans have nothing to worry about. <laughs> like... Yeah, so it started out, you know, a little sketchy. Vikings got it, and Case Keenum dissected them right apart, and they move, go right down the field um, and score a touchdown. And then, you know, Foles throws deep, and this Torrey was, Smith should have caught. caught it. Yeah, that yep. been caught. now should have he makes up for it with a ridiculous oh, yeah. catch later. But at the time, I'm seeing a drop pass there. You know, that's a mistake you can't make in the NFC Championship game. You know, and then... Um, right.
1: you're not feeling so good halfway through right the first well time.
0: and they keep going they keep single coverage on stefan Diggs, just like they did single coverage on julio jones most of the game and then this play chris long man how awesome was this and my the whole time one i'm thinking get end. down get down get down
1: my favorite here at the end is what guy gets wrecked right here ronald darby <laughs> oh,
0: yeah man. yeah ronald darby gets wrecked but ronald darby they had shown it was just kind of like standing there and then when um patrick robinson like started coming back across the field, you saw, like, oh, man, like I'm not out of this play. And he takes off to go get back in it, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. But Chris Long, there was an article this Watch, week.
1: Is that McKinnon? Watch how wide open McKinnon was. I mean, yeah. There was an eagle sitting back there. It wasn't like a home run right. or anything. But, uh,
0: but, yeah, Chris Long got there, got his arm just on him. Disrupt the throw. Yep.
1: Got to disrupt the throw. Man. So we got our first text here of the evening. It's from my dad. He said, fly, eagles, fly, kick the crap out of new england
0: (laughs) things i never thought i'd hear right out of your dad i think
1: there's a lot of people that feel that way um and i'm sure there are people going the other way too. oh
0: absolutely absolutely
1: Uh, but yeah well case it's about to get a lot worse so yeah we're gonna see the eagles just start to take off here and um, it's a long highlight, so we'll jump around a little bit. We'll get to We can just the put it on loop <laughs> if, if if we need to. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. like a 15-minute video. We don't have that much it's good time. good.
0: I've got all night. <laughs>
1: but Nick Foles was out, outstanding. Yeah. He looked great.
0: Doug Pearson did a great job calling the game. The receivers were making plays. His
1: defense was flying. Right. Fletcher, Cro- Fletcher Cox and Chris Long yeah. looked incredible. Yep. And the secondary well, got it done. So it's
0: interesting. They're talking about how the Jags are really good up front. But they like the eagles rotate guys through like crazy which means to me like pages are going to go no huddle so that they can't rotate guys like that's in my head that's what i think is going to happen um and we'll have to wait and see how that how that plays out but yeah, the eagles got it going um what a jump
1: that was a good jump by me i'm going to pat myself this was for
0: that. and boom Torrey smith with the catch that was pretty much the nail in the coffin. You're up right, 17, 17, you get the ball to start is, the second half. Now, doable. it was nice that they were up 17 because they got the ball with 30 seconds left in the half, but they had timeouts, so they could have easily just gone into halftime. And like I said, they did the opposite of what the Jags did. They went down and got a field goal out of it. And so instead of being up, what was it, um, 17-7. No, 21-7. Yeah, sorry, 21-7, they're up 24-7, which... You know, three points is three points. It's another then possession. They get the ball to start the second they half. score again. And they score again. So there's, and a, and you now know, you're down 10, right, it's 10, 10 points. minutes left in the third. Right. And you just marched it right down the field on the vaunted defense. T- defense that was first in the league in scoring, first in the league in Top yards. In everything. Yeah. And you just dissected them. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, at this point, you had to be feeling pretty good. Up twenty four, halfway through the third. Yeah, we, yeah. At least some I mean, crazy stuff happened, right. but
0: I mean, right, right. You, you know, a little worried. But this coming up is when you're like, "This is it." You know, this, they're going to win this game. This play right here. Well, nope, sorry, not that one. <laughs> it's coming up though. They they got to stop there.
1: Um, right, they forced a turnover on downs. Right,
0: right. That's when you're like, maybe this is going to happen.
1: Yeah, it's Nelson uh, Aguilar, man,
0: and and the whole you know you're just feeling at this point you're know, just like yeah this is this is actually going to happen. And it Being
1: in Philly is so much sweeter to see the home fans. Oh going my next. gosh! Because I mean, as soon as the third quarter ends and you're up twenty four, you know. Oh yeah. You know that it's over. Right? Yeah, and then they're going to put on they're going to put another seven on right. right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So go thirty eight to seven, and that would be the final. Um, so a catch We'll jump on. ahead a little bit into, in, in the game. Maybe get to the to the end. Uh, and we can go even farther here. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot to show here. It was, was cool to see uh, Howie Long with uh, Chris's son, his yeah, grandson, yeah. then to be supporting. That the was Eagles. a great play. <laughs> Just uh, hustle to the ball. Yep. Yeah, get it done. Now, I mean.
0: Bad tackling from the number it's one defense. Awful now, I know, like, at this point in the game, you know, you're down 31. You know, it, it's tough to stay motivated. Like, you yeah. know what's going on here. But at the same time, you don't necessarily want to get run over. Yeah. But, yeah, and the Eagles getting just – they are able to do whatever they wanted. After, like, the first couple, they are able to do whatever they wanted.
1: All right. So – that was the NFC Championship game. Eagles making it back for the first time in 13 years off to Super Bowl 52 to take on the Patriots. We already kind of did the rundown meet, meeting for the second time in Super Bowl history. Uh, uh, what what do you expect?
0: Uh-oh. Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm nervous now. You're nervous? Yeah. Uh, let's see what we got here.
1: Call from Rich Dome and To accept, press 1. To send a voicemail. <laughs> all right so we have a guest here this evening uh let's uh get to him right away so this is my uncle rich from massachusetts by way of florida i should add and uh he i think he's here to talk a little super bowl with us
2: yeah probably uh yeah just a little bit then uh my uh your dad i know he how he hates the uh Patriots, but anyway, his, you know, he'll you know this is his blogs anyway. <laughs> and, and hey,
0: Justin. Hey, something, D- we, something D- we can agree on, thing? Rich. Something we can agree on real <laughs> quick is that Nick Foles has as many playoff wins as the Cowboys do in the last twenty years, so you know we're we're good That's with that. True. Right? Uh,
1: so we actually we That's actually we got are. our we got our first text after uh, Rich's call, and all it is is my wife saying "boo" really loudly, <laughs> capital capital letters, lots of O's. So uh, it's you, this is a nice warm welcome for you, Rich.
2: Yeah, it is. It is. I appreciate all the love that I get from Pennsylvania this time of the year.
1: (laughs) Oh, now Kelly, she
2: threw in a Fly Eagles fly. Oh, my gosh. Look what what your Patriots are making people do. (laughs) I know. I know. Justin, you made a comment about us against the world. How can the Eagles, I mean, they should have all the love of every place outside of New England, not just uh, outside of being the underdogs, which... They're getting used to, and it's really a dangerous situation. You can't but, pop uh, this bubble that New he's England. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's really New England. that's us against the world.
0: No way! We're not no way! Let that happen. Nope. No. no! No! It's, no it's definitely the Eagles. The Eagles are the underdogs. I have it on my shirt. That settles it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I like the shirt. I've seen those. I really like those, yeah.
0: <laughs> it,
1: is, it is creative, and I do like that it's going to help fund the Philadelphia School District and the NFL. decided. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. the, well, the NFL kind of took the idea from, um, was it Lane Johnson? It was Lane Johnson, yeah. And uh, yeah. He, they were selling shirts, and they were benefiting Philadelphia schools, and then the NFL, because they own the rights to every team and everything, they can do what they want. They created one. Uh, and then uh, Lane Johnson, uh, Eagles fans kind of shamed them and they decided to hop on board and donate the proceeds to the Philadelphia School District as well.
2: Oh, good. Very nice. I did not know that. And the other thing is, I think you should really be thanking New England for two reasons. One of them is number 56 and the other one is number, I think, 29. Uh, uh, don't you think that that helped you kind of get to where you are today?
0: Um, Absolutely. Yeah, in case
2: you were curious, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris no. And the Chris Absolutely. Long yeah. And LeBarry Blount. Yes.
0: Absolutely. And I. And that that has been a key. Um. You know, not just. You know, they they didn't necessarily have like all pro years, but on the Eagles, I, you know, they had some standout guys that had great years, but it's not those guys alone that got them to the Super Bowl. They, you know, they had what we kind of talk about all the time this year. They had those quote unquote role players that the Patriots seem to have. Every single year. They had guys like Legarrett Blunt who, you know, they trade for a halfway through the year, and everybody's like, oh man, is is Blunt gonna just like pack it up? But he's you know, he's been a leader on the offense and um Chris Long, you know, who just Philly has like adopted him. They love Chris Long. Um, just his attitude that he's brought to the games. And yeah, and I know they're talking a lot around here this week about how Have they tapped into those guys? Not necessarily, you know, what can you tell us about the Patriots, but just, like, what can you tell us about, like, going to the Super Bowl? Because I think it's – the Patriots have, like, 33 guys, I think, who have played in the Super Bowl before on their roster, and the Eagles have six, I believe, who have played in the Super Bowl before, including, like you mentioned, Mm -hmm. those two from New England last year. So I think Chris Long's biggest piece of advice was be selfish and be selfish with your time. It's like it's not a regular game. You know, don't worry about getting – you know talking to every you know former coach all this stuff he's like don't you can do that later focus on the game you know so like i i'm hopeful that those little bits of information and leadership will even be bigger this week but um yeah i mean i mean you know now i'm going to throw it in sandbag mode you know i know we're fighting an uphill battle against the the better team and the best quarterback ever so you know whatever we get we get right
1: <laughs> so so uncle rich what are yeah. your expectations for this game, and give us a score prediction when when you're done?
2: Oh boy! Well, my expectations is the is the usual. It's going to be a good game, and it seems like all the Patriots games they usually win by three points. Isn't that the way it usually works that out is here? What, that is so. The, the trend, Patriots yeah. are going to win by, <laughs> and um, I expect a really good. I thought your Eagles. I'll just go first. I thought your Eagles defensively looked really good. And that's going to make it difficult. Uh, well, Patriots do seem to be slow starters, which sometimes worries the New England fans. I don't know. Watching the Jaguars game, I want to say Jaguars look really good on defense. But when he hit the fourth quarter, and especially when we needed that last touchdown, and you're watching Brady take his jacket off, you could see he had the confidence to lead his team down there. I know I'm trying to bring that up, but the team, I think, always has the confidence to come back especially for you know the past couple of really trying games uh I think it's gonna be close and I will just say it's probably gonna be uh let's see I have pool numbers that say seven and zero so you know I didn't know. but i um I think it might be like a twenty seven twenty four naturally New England I'm sure that's not what everybody wants to hear but I think that's what's gonna end up
0: it may not be what we all want to hear but it i i think that's a good i i think that's a real very real possibility i i I hope it's a good game. Um, yeah, I I really don't know what to think. You know, I, I kept telling people, everybody was asking me last week what I thought or what I wanted to happen. And I'm like, obviously, I want the Eagles to win. But I said, if the Eagles do win, I, and the, I'll let me explain myself. I said, I want them to play the Patriots because the Philly fan in me is like, if we play the Jaguars and the Eagles were to win, everybody would be like, oh, yeah, well, you beat the Jaguars for the Super Bowl. And if they lose, I'd never hear the end of it that the Eagles lost to the Jaguars in the Super Bowl. So I said, if they're going to win or lose, I want it to be to, you know, the Patriots because, you know, you lose to the Patriots, you're just one of another dozen teams, you know, that lose to the Patriots all the time. Not a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal, but, you, you know, like, it's nothing new. And if you beat the Patriots, hey, you beat the Patriots, you know, you earned everything you're going to get if you have to beat the best. So, you know, and I also said to Joey, even, even if the Eagles are up 35, you know, with five minutes left, I'm not going to believe it. I've seen Tom Brady and his voodoo magic. I don't want to test that. And, uh, you know, I not, no matter the situation, um, if the Eagles have a shot at the end, I'm not going to believe it till, uh, it's all zeros and, and they're hoisting that trophy. So, We'll we'll have to wait and see. I don't I don't know if I can convince myself it's going to happen yet.
2: <laughs> Actually, I, I do think it's going to be a good game. But you know that our team's going to be prepared. It always is. Oh yeah. I mean, and the second half adjustments. Just use the Jaguars. I mean, the second half adjustments they made on that game was uh, I thought phenomenal. They just do a good thing.
1: Yeah, you know, so, as much as we gotta, dislike New England, we give them props for what they're hey, good at, and uh, you know, we know it's, it's
0: unbelievable how, how good they are.
1: are are the best of the best and we know that they'll be ready so Philadelphia's in for uh the game of their life uh we'll be very interested to see what happens a week from now we'll probably be in halfway through the third quarter or so and uh yeah so uh before we let you go Rich one of the things Justin and I always like to do is look at um the uh the, the Vegas stuff the Westgate Las Vegas the Superbook here not necessarily the standard stuff although um Right now, at least according to this uh, that we're looking at, the Patriots are favored by four and a half. So you're saying in that in that scenario, because of your final score, you would take the Eagles. You think it would be a three point game?
2: Yeah, I would. I would say so. Also, it dropped the last time I seen it was five. So the money is coming in on the. See if it comes down, that means it's coming in on the uh, eagle on the Eagles, right? Uh, it was five. It yeah, yeah. Generally, generally, really it'll it'll
0: go with with the money. Yeah, so money is coming in on the Eagles. I think I think people were surprised, and I think like you said, you know, you look at the Patriots' wins in Super Bowls. It's like three, two. You know, like they win close Super Bowl games. So I think I you know last year might have been the biggest when they scored the touchdown in overtime. Yeah. Um. So like I you know I think a, uh, I think that has some influence over it too, but. Yeah, so it'll, it'll be interesting.
1: Well, Vegas knows best, so... Yeah, they, tend, be, uh, they tend
0: to do all right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the um, over-under <laughs> is 48. What are you feeling on the over-under?
2: Oh, well, my pitch was, what, 27-24, I think I said. So, just so that over. would be the over.
1: Just uh-huh. over, okay. Yep. Um, now, the other thing we really like to do is look at the silly prop bets. Is there anything that you always found interesting to see what people were betting on, like... Uh, Coin toss, Gatorade color, length of the national anthem, anything ever make you laugh?
2: <laughs> they all kinda one they kinda make you laugh. Uh with some of those. But I have to make one comment back back when I used to do football cards a long time ago. I did hit we did hit there was a bunch of us. Ten out of ten on just those coin tosses oh, wow. and the color of the uniforms and all. So that was uh So we had, uh, well, I won't say what the money was, but we did hit 10 out of 10. So I kind of like those odd things on how long the national anthem and stuff like that, you know, but it's been good. Uh, I can't think of any, I haven't seen any of any of the latest things out there. Um, but I just did pick up a magazine. So I'll have to look through and see what's in there.
1: Yeah. There's some pretty standard ones here, but, uh, I know sometimes they come up with uh, stuff on the halftime show and, uh, all kinds of uh, interesting things. You know, who will who will have the first reception? Who will throw the first interception? Will any throw an interception? Will points be scored before the first six and a half minutes? Uh, you know, all kinds of. You can of do stuff. is
0: the first is the first Gronkowski catch over or under 13 and a half yards, like just crazy stuff.
1: Yeah. was it Will there be a field goal in the first quarter? So a lot of crazy stuff out there. Again, this is all from Westgate in, in Vegas. I found this uh, on an ESPN article. They were chronicling some of the, the more ridiculous ones, but they have an entire 32-page PDF that we're looking at right now. So <laughs> Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I'd say I they think put Gronk's some. Gronk's
2: first one will be under, for, Gronk's first catch will be under 13 and a half because they <laughs> want to get him back There you game. go. Back right. in the field of the game after the concussion thing, you know, so yeah. that's just my opinion <laughs> all
1: right, so do you have any uh, anything any closing thoughts for us before we let you go?
2: Well, I do want to let you know that being with having living down there for so many times that the Eagles are my second favorite team, Justin, just so you know that so so while you're <laughs> clearly, I cannot,
0: I, you're clearly pulling for the yes. Patriots. Deep down, years removed, you might be okay that the Eagles got one if the Patriots aren't going to be the team that wins it.
2: It's <laughs> deep down, you could say. Like I said, I was way back with Tommy McDonald, but you guys don't even know who that was. And, you know, but anyway. I'll take <laughs> it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm looking for a great game. Yeah, I really am.
0: Yeah.
1: And as in an completely impartial and non-biased viewer, I look forward to not having my heart ripped out uh, in any capacity, although it will be torn a little bit if I see a Patriots win again.
2: Yeah, I know. Most people down there will be. I, <laughs> what can I tell you? Well, look at it. Look at it this way: we're losing half our coaching staff next year. So, yeah, I mean, maybe it's a good year next year that you know till Belichick gets synced up again. That you guys might all have a chance to, uh, you know, make a move on us.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you never know. I, <laughs> We'll, we'll take it. We'll, we'll, we'll take it one shot at a time. And, you know, I just hope the Eagles can hold up their end of the bargain and, and play, you know, honestly, like a lot of people said that Minnesota game was pretty good. You know, I as crazy as it sounds, they're going to have to play better. Like, they have to get better. You have to get better each game because if you don't, the Patriots certainly are. And so, uh, you know, it's going to take their best effort. If they give their best effort, I think they have a shot. Anything less than that, you're in trouble when you play the Patriots. So, uh, and that's true. we've that's been, that has been proven, you know, time like and time again. Jaguars played a pretty good game. It, they <laughs> needed a great game. And <laughs> so, you know, the Eagles hopefully will be prepared to give a great effort. So we'll, we'll have to see, but yeah, I, I hope, uh, yeah, yeah you, I hope Brady doesn't get one for his other hand. That, that's all. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> well, Uncle yeah, Rich.
1: We uh, we thank you for calling in and getting you back on the show. It's been a while, but I know that you're always emailing or texting, so we want to make sure with this, uh, this Super Bowl matchup we got to hear from you. So we hope you have a, a good and relaxing week leading up to the big game. But we hope uh, come next Sunday night that it is Justin celebrating and not you.
0: Yeah, and I hope you have to wonder. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping you have to wonder if your uh, Patriots uh, glass is broken because it's not lighting up very often. That's what I'm hoping you have to
2: worry about. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I don't
0: I don't know if that will actually be the case, but, uh, you know, I can dream. At least I'm going to dream the next few days, and then I'm going to start convincing myself that this is Philadelphia and we don't win Super Bowls. That, that's <laughs> how this is going to work. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure always talking to you guys. So, uh, talk to your show and thank you very much. And, uh, I hope for a good game next week, just like you do. Thanks, Rich.
1: All right. Thanks. I'm going to talk to you later.
2: Okay. righty. Yeah. Bye-bye.
1: All right. So that was our, uh, our, uh, number one listener, especially from the New England area and now in the Florida area. And, uh, he is, uh, Right,
0: yeah. which we bring up when we're like, no, you don't get to complain about cold weather New England games because you go to Florida where it's n- – well, actually, it has been cold at times in Florida this yeah, year not, too. But
1: Not real cold, though. Yeah, it's
0: different. It's all relative. Like, cold there means, like, oh, man, like, I might need to wear long sleeves right now. Like,
1: <laughs> um, So my dad said it didn't help Jacksonville went conservative in the second half. Right. It also didn't help that they didn't hit on a couple of their plays. But, yeah – I mean, it is what it is. He also, um, he's talking about prop bets here. He wants to know what the over under is that New England cheats to win the game.
0: Um, I think that can't even be on the books because it's definitely going to (laughs) happen. Because it's a guarantee. And even if there's no proof, if the Eagles lose, I'm definitely saying that's what happened. Right.
1: We lead off with the show in in two weeks, right? It's
0: clearly, if the Eagles don't win, it was all rigged. And I know you were railing against that, but it's absolutely true.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Good times. Good times. So thanks to my Uncle Rich for calling in. (laughs) And uh, always listening and interacting with us. And uh, for my dad and my wife also tonight, chipping in texts, I can't relay Kelly's latest text. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I saw it over your shoulder. (laughs) So um, I was thinking about before, like as I was driving over here, I was like, man, like I'd be shocked if there isn't an email at least from Rich, you know, a little like some communication this week. Um, And then, you know, we got talking and I just wasn't thinking about it. And he was calling and I was like, uh, and, but I was thinking, I was like, should I offer the friendly wager? And then I'm like, only an idiot would do that. Like, I took advice from Michael <laughs> Scott and don't be an idiot. Like, And I was like, only idiots do that thing. And I'm like, I don't want to wear a Patriot shirt or a hat or any of that oh, stuff. Yeah, no, and I'm that. like, I don't want to do that. So I'm like, I'm not even I'm not even going to bring it up um, because I can't subject myself to that. So I took it into one of those things. Like, And I talk about this all the time as a fan. And I feel like I'm pretty good at this. Like... I only give as much, like, razzing as, as, like, not just a Philly fan, but just, like, in general, like, as a fan, as I'm willing to take. You know, and, like, when I'm willing to take it, I usually don't dish it out because, like, that's just how I feel. And, like, that's how I feel when I go to other stadiums. You know, like, I've been to away games in hostile environments, in college football, in, like, NHL games, you know, not so much NFL games. I've been to, like, home games for those. But, like, I've been in somewhere, like, I – kept my mouth shut because I wasn't prepared to get beat up over something. You know what I mean? Like, right. but, um, yeah, this is one of those situations where I'm like, you know what? As, as much fun as it could be. If I won, I don't know that I'll be able to handle it real well if they lose. So, um, cause I'm just going to ignore it and try and block it out of my mind. Right. And I don't want to have to like come on the internet where it'll last forever. <laughs> you know, like a Patriot shirt or something oh, like that. Like yeah, I can't, yeah. I'm yeah, not willing to do that so uh can't be deleted Yeah, so be there forever. sorry uh Rich um yeah, no, no, you know. No bet, no waiting. Right. I well, actually... especially like li- anyone, Let alone the Patriots. Like what what kind of idiot bets against the Patriots? I'm certainly not going to do it. Right. I'm not going to bet against them. Like right. you know. That's like betting against like the sun coming up tomorrow. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's going to happen.
1: Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's not not ideal. I have been uh I have been part of a bet with Uncle Rich. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, um, uh, I, I forget. I don't know why, because it wasn't. It, it The Bruins won the Stanley Cup. It was the year that. Not the year that Philly came right. from 3 0 down, because I should have had a bet then. Yeah, but that would have been the I don't one. Even you should have gone
0: big when they were down 3 <laughs> 0. Oh, yeah, I should have
1: been like, you know what? This is going to happen. Get a
0: Flyers tattoo. Yeah. Of- <laughs>
1: so um but yeah so that i think ends our super bowl talk real quickly here we want to switch over and kind of transition into our other show um the bulldog hour uh if you're aware of uh, the local uh high school football team that justin and i cover in the fall um a couple of big announcements this week that we wanted to touch on um none Probably, well, the first one that came up, I'm not sure. I mean, it's probably bigger for more people, although the second news is definitely huge for Wilson. Yes. But the first news came about, um, I believe it was a was late Wednesday night or late Tuesday night. I feel
0: like it was Tuesday. Yeah, I
1: think you're right. Late Tuesday night. Uh, yeah, no,
0: it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday.
1: Late Tuesday night, we were notified um, on Twitter that there was going to be a story about the potential for the Lancaster Lebanon League, which Wilson is a member of, and the Berks Football League, or formerly the um, Inter-County League, the Berks IC, merging, becoming a big super conference in District 3 football. They would go from 13 teams in Berks and 24 in LL to 37 teams, most likely four sections, although there's a possibility for it to be five. And this was, this was huge. This would be insane. This a, would be a, be a huge
0: Not, I don't mean like insane bad. I just mean.
1: No, it came out of it's, nowhere. It's crazy. To the general public. Uh, apparently this has actually been talked about since November. And yeah. it only really kind of started to gain traction now as proposals were passed back and forth.
0: Yeah, I wanted to be like, when I saw that from Paul Roberts on Twitter, I wanted to be like, Paul. Because like, he said somebody brought it up at one of the games they were working. And I wanted to be like, Paul, you couldn't have like thrown out a teaser on Twitter or anything? Like, come on. No, I, I know how that works. You do that, then you're never told anything ever again. But right. um, yeah. So the the idea has been out there. So um but it, it would be huge.
1: It was found by Jeff Reinert of Lancaster Online, a Lancaster newspaper group out there. Um, Great high school football follow. Excellent, excellent, yeah, oh uh, yeah, excellent. If you're in the um, you know, central PA, southeastern PA area, and you're interested in the LL football, Wilson stuff, Jeff Reinhart is uh, the guy to cover from there. And obviously, the local guy, the Berks guy, is Mike Drago from the Reading Eagle, and uh. Uh, we're looking at here, if you're watching, we're looking at Drago's second or- article on the subject. Um, this would have been on Thursday. Um, he talks about uh, why these uh, leagues are coming together and talking about this. It actually was the Burks League that approached the Lancaster Lebanon League about yep. it. And it was mostly to do with scheduling and even evening the playing field. Because since Burks only has 13 teams at two sections... There's a couple of teams that maybe probably should be in Section One, but because of enrollment and size of the teams and schools, it doesn't quite work out. So they're limited there. It also causes some schools to have to schedule as many as I think five non-league games. Right,
0: like including Why I'm Missing, I think is what this article is saying, and Why I'm Missing is a district, you know, Our contender house. every yeah. year, and for them to have to try and schedule. Five non-league games. That's really tough. Well, they,
1: they've had to take a team from New York. They've had to play a six-eight team close to the state college right. area. Who they beat, by the way, right? They did. <laughs> um, yeah, going up three whole sections. Uh, so it's just been difficult. And the LL has twenty-four teams, or will have twenty-four teams because October has. But has
0: had in. an issue with, for lack of a better term, like competitive balance. Right. Um, you yeah. know, trying to get enough teams a schedule where they can be competitive. Has been has been an increasing challenge, um in in the LL league, right? Well, and honestly, in the Burks league, yes. So,
1: so they think combining forces could create some diversity in talented programs, allow some of the smaller programs or ones that are going through some growing pains a more level playing field, and uh, make scheduling easier. I think that's the crux of the uh, the merger, kind of the force behind it. Um. The one that's on the top of the school districts and athletic department list is the biggest negative is probably the increased travel for all schools except for Wilson. <laughs> because since Wilson is a Burks team playing in the LL, Wilson will actually travel less because of uh, right. who they could end up except,
0: playing. Except if you look at it from the aspect of why Missing just had to travel to Mifflin County, you know, to fill their schedule two hours away. Like, you know... If they continue to have scheduling problems, at least in the Burks thing, and this is where it comes in, you know, if you're, it becomes a bit more difficult, you know. But honestly, the the trip from Lancaster County, especially for like Eastern Lancaster County teams, like it's not that bad, you know. Right. Like, I don't know. I say that this because you and I drive it every well, five or six Fridays every you right. know every fall, yeah. so you know. I think it's something that's easy for us because we're like, yeah, it's not that bad. Right. Well, sometimes it is, and we leave really early. But that's traffic. That's not the distance. Yeah. You know, um, you know, teams are traveling to. We travel to Harrisburg. Mm-hmm. You know, to play mid pen teams. Teams are traveling to York, which we'll do in week to, one. Right. This they're year. traveling to York to play those teams. So, like, if you're going to end up having to fill with non-league schedules like, that they have away teams, right but I get it yeah you know, like travel is an expense and therefore the, it is a the concern the
1: administration the school district and the at large community that probably isn't all in on athletics they're the ones that are going to bring it up
0: absolutely and the
1: administration and the school district should absolutely consider it you know but from a football centric standpoint a wilson you know focus here i love it <laughs> right. i absolutely and, would right and and something to keep
0: in mind is happening. not not comparing it to zero costs. Like, compare it to who would you play in that place? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at why Missing's costs last year to travel, well, you throw in that 6A game up in Mifflin County. Yeah. Like, That was a two-hour plus drive. Right. You know, so, like, it's not as simple as, like, oh, well, look at all the money they spend to go play... I don't know, um, just trying... Northern Lebanon. You know, just... It's a decent drive. Yeah,
1: I I think the biggest ones... Probably take them an hour. The Northern Berks teams to get all the way over to Western. To play like Solanco and like Columbia. Western Southern Lancaster or um, the Western Lebanon area, things like that. Yeah, the
0: ones that are right on like the the 222 Route 30 corridor aren't bad. But yeah, to get like Hamburg to play, you know... Someone, you know, Solanco. (laughs) Right. That's a bit of a drive.
1: So let's take a look at some of the the main one that we are care about is what would be the new Section 1, if this Primrose merger would happen. Uh, Now, and I should put it out there, this can't happen until 2020. The next two-year cycle is already done. So the 2018 and 2019 seasons are (coughs) still Berksley, still LL, no no changes there. So in the fall of 2020, should this merger happen – we would see a 10 team Section 1, meaning nine league games and one non league game. Wilson would be in the biggest classification with Section 1 would be the largest high school in the state, Reading. Then close to the second largest high school in the state would be Lancaster McCaskey, JP McCaskey, followed by Hempfield. Then there's Wilson, so fourth largest in this proposed 37 team, uh, super conference. Right behind them, Manheim Township. And then the final five teams would be Penn Manor, Cedar Crest, Warwick, Exeter, and Governor Mifflin. So four Berks teams, right. six LL teams. Right.
0: And think about that from from a Wilson standpoint. Like you said, essentially what you're saying is that there'd still be one not quote unquote non league game. I don't know because LL saying, is adopting these crossovers. Well, could make, right. Could you
1: imagine having that schedule? And, and then, then you play Manheim Man
0: Central, special. right? Or, or Berks Catholic, <laughs> wow, <laughs> crazy. But like, think about that. Their schedule could possibly be Manheim Central, Berks Catholic, as the man- mandated crossover. This is us kind of adopting our role as LL or BLL, right? <laughs> right. Um, like commissioners here. But then they would play Reading High, McCaskey, Hempfield, Town, Manheim Township, Penn Manor, Cedarcrest, Warwick, Exeter, and Governor Mifflin. Like. You uh, it's, all the games that like happen that don't happen every year and in Berks County like, oh, we you know, everybody wants their shot at Wilson. Not everyone. The big schools want their shot at Wilson. That could happen if this takes place. Yeah. On the other hand, well, now and this is where it gets crazy. Like, I don't know if I'm some of those other schools that I want to be playing Governor Mifflin and you know Governor Mifflin's Good. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, government yeah you know.
1: housed Manheim Township Division Township One District Three and Six A. Right.
0: Oh, and held Pine Richland, who had a Division One quarterback on Notre Dame, to season low in yards, season low in points. Yeah. Um Yeah. <laughs> so
1: it, it forces, or I should say, it forces Redding to play Wilson, which Redding is the one who stopped right. uh, that contract. It would allow us to play Mifflin in Week Ten again, as is should be. I know it's become a big deal Labor Day over the last uh, decade plus, but I grew up with it being week 10 or week 11. It's crazy doing this research that I've noticed that there used to be 11 regular season games yeah. in the early 90s. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I pro- and before then, but I'm getting back into the early 90s where I'm starting to see 11 regular season games and Mifflin was always the last week of the season. Uh, but we get to play Exeter, who haven't played in over a decade. Obviously, the LL teams we've all are familiar with. Cedar Crest is moving back up. To LL one this year, so this two-year cycle already, we're going to see Cedar Crest again, um, and all the other teams we play. So I, I think it would be nothing but a win for Wilson. Like I don't, ha- I can't see any negatives. I, in I the think minutes. I
0: think it would be awesome for Wilson. Um, and honestly, as I look kind of across the board for, um, across the board for Burke's teams, I know Governor Mifflin. You know, you look their schedule. I f- I feel would be a lot tougher here. Oh. But yes. but in that super competitive 5A field, they'd be playing 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 6A schools. That that's awesome yeah, for them.
1: They, they go 9 and 1, they could or they go 8 and 2, they could still be the one, I think. Right. Yeah, because like the, the their strength, strength their of wins.
0: schedule would be incredibly high all of a sudden. You know, just in terms of the playing up all those classifications. Um yeah. You know, and maybe I, I don't know, but maybe they schedule Lebanon as their crossover, throw them a bone, and then they get uh,
1: their crossover would probably be Muhlenberg.
0: Oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, that would be yeah.
1: my guess if if that came to came to be. So yeah, section or two Berks is, Catholic
0: for them. If if Wilson yeah, is Manhattan Central, true.
1: section two is uh, eight LL teams and then two Burks teams, Muhlenberg and Burks Catholic. Section three is eight teams. And it's Daniel Boone, Twin Valley, Fleetwood, Why uh, Missing from Burks.
0: That Why Missing Lancaster Catholic matchup would be interesting.
1: See, I, I honestly am at the point where. <clears> with <I> new
0: coach <throat> at Lancaster Catholic.
1: Yeah. Todd Mealy. Todd Mealy. Yep. Honestly, I would love to see Why Missing get into Section 2 and then drop someone else to Section 3. Um, someone like Solanko.
0: Yeah. That
1: yeah. I would love to see Why Missing up in Section 2. Uh, playing against, still playing Muhlenberg. We're getting to play Muhlenberg, getting to play Berks Catholic, but mostly to get to see why I'm missing play play Mannheim, Central, and Cocalico.
0: Honestly, and I know it wouldn't happen, but if you drop Lebanon to the Section 3, you uh, know. Yeah, know. But here's the thing, like, especially next year, that quarterback, Salesman. Salesman's going to wreck havoc <laughs> on LL Section 3. Yeah, he's in Section 3 next year at LL. He might – I'm just trying to think of yards. He might put up 3,000 total yards next year. Yeah. Like, honestly, like – the kid, hard to bring down. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, yeah, he's he's a good one for sure. So that is uh, that is potential birch LL merger. Yeah. Which is, uh, By the
0: way, notice smallest enrollment there, Columbia. Columbia. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, mm. there's only two two A teams. Valley is not much bigger than them. No, no. So, um, so the last thing we wanted to talk about here in high um, school football, uh, Wilson obviously is in. District 3. They're in the 6A classification, the biggest in the state of Pennsylvania. Now, and this is
0: less of a Hail Mary.
1: Yeah, oh, this is... <laughs> because I it, almost, almost well, guaranteed, Right, because it passed
0: the first right. round of votes, which I was stunned that nothing... like I hadn't heard of this until you sent it to me the other day.
1: Right. Alright, see. Because
0: it seems like forever, and on a lot of things, PIAA is not what we would say quick and efficient at decision making. Right. right? However, the last couple of years, they have made some decisions and implemented them extremely fast. Exactly. Yeah. Quite possibly too fast. You know, we've heard that with the scheduling of the quote unquote week zero. You know, yeah. like they didn't really give teams time to iron out their now schedules. Now everyone has but,
1: week one, which is was week zero. Right, right. Like, so Wilson will have two games in August this year. Two yeah. games. Yeah. One only one scrimmage now. So yeah, things have changed. If you watch the Bulldog hour where we went over all this at our season-ending show about six weeks ago, but the uh, news that came out like, like a day and a half after we learned of the possible Burke's LL merger was that the uh, PIWA board of directors decided to switch up the state playoffs. Uh, it's still the same format; it's just right. who is playing and it's where different and, by classification. Right, it is. But
0: so uh, we really we focus we in on six carry, out here. Or,
1: well, it actually does carry down to five A. So okay. the ones that we care about, six that's five really A, yeah, is um. You know, the big sections where we... Because
0: can in be the others, it was play. already this way, I think. I think you
1: right.
0: Mi- no, mis- it's not this man. way, but three, the result, the ends, are pretty similar. So
1: the reason it's not the same is because there's different sized schools in different areas of the state. Some areas of the state might have a lot of small schools. Some areas of the state might have had a lot of big schools. And obviously, it probably depends on the suburbia and the city effect and yes. then the rural effect. And in 6A and 5A... The eastern half of the state has a lot of big schools. Not it, so much in the western. And it's half.
0: not close. close. It's
1: not even close. It's so not close.
0: Like and just yeah, I'll let you go. And then well, just uh, to
1: make up for that, schools that are in the eastern half of Pennsylvania were being forced to play in the western half to make it an even. Right. Essentially, more even they just
0: field. moved that that halfway line based on distribution of schools, and so the halfway line was basically eastern Berks County. Instead of, you know, State College or Harrisburg, Susquehanna right. River, something you know, coming like down, like something like that. Yeah.
1: And that had been the case, I believe, since the 2004 season. So I think 2003 was the last time yeah. that Wilson was considered in the East. So actually, Chad Henney's last season at Wilson was the last year that Wilson and the rest of District 3 in the highest classification at the time, 4A, competed in the East eastern region of the state playoffs so if they would have if Wilson or a district 3 team makes it to the state final four the eastern final is where they would have played well from 2004 through 2017 district 3 got shifted to the west meaning Wilson would and other district 3 programs had to more likely than not play the district 7 or the Whipple champion and you know those Pittsburgh schools are um there's Right, a class above most right. other so, programs in the so state. So just
0: for clarification, there are only nine District 7, 6A schools.
1: For the next uh, two-year cycle. Right. However... dropped drop from like 13.
0: <laughs> a handful of them are among the best programs in the state and arguably right. region. It's like
1: Pittsburgh Central Catholic, North yeah. Allegheny. Pine, Pine Richland. Richland. Mountain Lebanon. Yeah,
0: like just... On Woodland Hills, well, you know, like,
1: they're five A. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, you look at the Whipfield, like incredible Bethel football. Five A,
1: Upper yeah. St. Clair, five
0: A. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Incredible football out there though. Like really strong programs. But not a lot of the they their big schools are huge. But then there's a drop off and there's a lot of smaller yeah, and schools. And they have
1: some great uh, schools in the small brackets in Clareton and West Allegheny, Thomas Jefferson, uh, Gateway, some of those um Jeanette. Yeah. That's where Terrell Pryor went. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so because of the discrepancy in the school sizes, they had to make some decisions. So, District 3 got shuffled off to the West, and we saw that, you know, up close and personal in 2008, 2012, 2014, and 2016. Wilson was forced to play four different Whipple Champions and lost to all four of them. Shouldn't have mattered
0: in 2008. 2008
1: was a triple overtime loss to Bethel Park. 2012 was to North Allegheny, 2014 was to Pine Richland where Wilson had their, well, I mean 2008 was their best chance because it went into triple overtime and a lot of people say that that game shouldn't have ended the way it did, but in 2014 Wilson led Pine Richland who won the state championship this year uh, in the fourth quarter and just couldn't hold on, and then in 2016 Wilson had to take on Pittsburgh Central Catholic who I believe had across their entire roster uh, from seniors and juniors, I think it was like 14 um, Division One college yeah. athletes.
0: Yeah, a bit loaded, yes.
1: Yeah. Um, now, on the flip side, out in the East for the last number of years, um, when the Philadelphia schools were admitted and eventually the private Philadelphia schools were admitted, you got the two juggernauts in LaSalle College High School and St. Joe's Prep, who just last year... Just on the senior graduating class, I think had eleven or twelve district, division one yes. college athletes Including,
0: on their team, and um, have to fly to some of their games. Yeah, yeah, they you play know. all
1: over the place. They're the teams you see on like ESPN,
0: right? Playing like the Florida champs and Florida, you know, stuff California, like that. Right, yeah. yeah.
1: And um, so it, it was a tough go of it. Usually, you would see over the last um, five, six, seven years would be. Um, District 7, Wipio, versus District 12, uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. And that's the, the, way, it, the way it went. And uh, so they decided to change it up at the uh, PIWA Board of Directors meeting, and they moved District 3, Wilson, back to the east, and they shuffled off District 11, Allentown, and District 12, yeah. Philadelphia. Oh, hey, Parkland. To the west. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, Parkland, Easton, Li- Liberty, uh, yeah. Uh, at other levels, Bethlehem Catholic, Becca High, and um, they now have to go through the Whip-Ule. Yeah. So does St. Joseph Prep, LaSalle College High School, yeah. and the Philadelphia District 12 they, teams.
0: They effectively have made the, quote-unquote, East District 3 and District 1, which is that's suburban it. Philly. That's and it. That's where,
1: that's and to be
0: clear, those two districts have more 6A schools than all the others combined.
1: Right. So you can see if you're watching, you can see I have the 6A bracket for 2018, um on the left you have the West total number of teams is fifty one. On the right with two districts. Th- that right, that's yeah. two districts. District three, that's Wilson, and District one, that's suburban Philly. Like district,
0: district one where it has thirty three. Right. They have
1: thirty three schools alone. So it's eighteen in District Three, which is a nice size with thirty three. So that's both Downingtown That's why
0: they still do the sixteen team playoffs. Right.
1: So they have a shorter regular season. Um, to get more teams into the playoffs. Now, District 3 is still going to keep 8. Even though you see 16 here, District 3 is going to keep 8 because why would you take 16 out of 18? You can't take 16 out of
0: 18. 18. That's a bad idea. 16
1: out of 33, I get. Yeah, But the other side of the bracket, all other districts, so there's 12 in Pennsylvania. So two districts have 51, 10 districts have 43, and there's actually two that have no 6A schools.
0: Right, which is why I think it was, uh, well... It's, it's weird in some others. Yeah, but like, success. um, there's some that don't that really struggle to have others too because I think it, it might have been State College this year. State College had two weeks off like b- before they played like the Whitfield champ because like, or maybe it was McDowell or somebody somebody crazy. Like there was a weird scheduling thing, but they just don't their first matchups like are against districts that don't have any teams to play them. So
1: yeah, yeah. So so um that's changes
0: the, things for for. District 3 and therefore potentially Wilson or exp- this year Manheim Township or yeah. those other schools. If
1: I didn't explicitly state it, that goes into effect this year. That's not – this is not yeah. a two-year waiting period like – This is like
0: the merger. week zero thing. This, this is – oh, yeah, we're doing it again. Now, I think they happening- have to confirm it the next two meetings yet, Yeah, Yeah. So but it passed at the first one. It
1: passed the first one. It's kind of like a soft pass. They'll rework it. they will take on any arguments or whatnot. They'll come back through it two See, more See, and times, this is where it's I've- one of those
0: things where – the bigot like District 7 may not like this because now they're gonna have to play St. Joe like yeah, they're gonna have to play St. Joe's Prep. Say we need but, to get out
1: of PIAA playoffs. Which is
0: what they did, what they weren't part of it for a long time. Yeah. And then but they it, it's one of those things where Yeah, so that there's that, but there's only nine six A schools there, so it's kinda tough. Um and I don't know that the PIAA is going to concede to them. They may just say, "Okay, fine, take your, you take know, your nine teams. be be Pittsburgh champions." Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I don't know that the schools would want that. You know, while they don't want necessarily this, I think the teams you're going to hear from are like Parkland and Philly, stuff, yeah, like Philly
1: and Allentown. Well, think about
0: Easton. Easton literally borders New Jersey. Yeah, and like the school district borders New Jersey.
1: Well, are you going to make them go to Altoona? All right, see, we can't get into this because we can go on about this forever. Right. So, so they
0: border New Jersey and in the semi, state semifinal they could be playing.
1: They can't have it in Altoona. Maybe State College. Yeah. Altoona is just that, – that's just like an extra like 40 minutes that you can't make Easton drive. Right. Drive to. So it will be interesting when this all comes about next fall and, and you know, late fall in November and December when this is all happening. The state – play our state championship games are December 1st next year. So it's wow. up to two weeks earlier than they were just a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, we're starting a week earlier. They eliminated a week. And uh, so, yeah, December 1st will be the end of uh, the uh, high school football season. Some drastic Which is more changes.
0: in line with most states. A lot of states well, end early. Yeah,
1: I mean, you're getting flack from winter sports because they want to start in around Thanksgiving or earlier. Right. And they can't do that because of football. Well, so you've seen athletes. it
0: a lot. I just know in terms of Burke's basketball scheduling, Burke's Catholic. Only schedules games if they have to, those first few, because they know they're going to be without people. Wilson, you know, like I don't know that they do a tip-off tournament, you know, entry now, like, because there's a good chance they're going to be, you know, like, Down teams aren't, yeah, they know that more often than not, we're not going to have people after 10 weeks of football. Yeah. You know, it might be 11 or 12, but we're probably not going to have them after 10 weeks of football. So,
1: so um, that's a little Bulldog Hour flavor for you, some Wilson football highlights, District 3 and PA state Football information. We'll be back with more throughout the um, the spring and and once the summer gets here, we'll get rolling on that for sure. But uh, before we go, I do want to take a moment to mention a happy, a special happy birthday. Yeah. Not often do we get to see someone hitting the century mark, but it is, um, uh, you know, it's not actually a person. So <laughs> um, today, because that the, would be crazy. That would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Today is the legitimate one hundred fiftieth birthday of the Reading Eagle. Yeah, it's on this day in eighteen sixty eight the first time the Reading Eagle was published. And, um, you know, to celebrate, I actually threw something together on bulldog just grabbed some of the, um, headlines and articles over the years from the Reading Eagle sports staff, a lot from Mike Drago and just congratulated them on reaching such a huge milestone.
0: Yeah, it's uh, pretty awesome. And, you know, we talked about it earlier with some of the articles that we were mentioning, but, you know, um, Um, Mike Drago Drago and, uh, you know, the local sports guys, they do an awesome job um, covering Wilson. You know, we kind of talk, we talk a lot, you and I, about, you know, the things that we see there. Um, It's kind of fun to sometimes now, sometimes the things we hear or whatever, you know, when we hear it a day or two before it gets in the paper, that's always kind of fun. But, you know... They, they do a great job reporting on local high school sports. And we mentioned Jeff Reiner earlier, different newspaper. But, um, you know, it kind of – it definitely ramps up and takes high school sports to a different level when you have good, uh, good coverage, coverage about it yeah. and you can follow it. And, you know, without the Reading Eagle and, and those guys, that, that would make it a lot more difficult to follow. So yeah. um, we They've appreciate what they do for local kids, you know, like it, it, that's a lot of fun. Yep.
1: And um, the the writers are great. You know, we see a lot from Drago, but there's others that have contributed as well over the years. And uh, the photographers are excellent as well. Yeah, know we know like Jeremy, our boy J- Jeremy, Jeremy Dry. Dry. Yeah, <laughs> always doing a great job. And there's a bunch of others. Um, and like Justin mentioned, it's not just Red and Eagle. We're focusing on that because it's the 150th birthday. But Lancaster newspaper outlets are also very strong. Jeff Reinert and their um, their um, writers, journalists, and photographers uh, they do an excellent job covering uh, Wilson, Burks and Lancaster Lebanon League football. So if you're Missing that flavor, definitely check them out on, on the web and on Twitter and get your Wilson football fixed that way. So, um, I do want to say one last time a belated fifth birthday to my daughter, Natalie. Yeah. She celebrated this past Monday. We did our 16th Nat Chats with Dad, uh, podcast, which is a lot of fun. You should check this, check that out at natchats.net. Um, episode 253, which will be in two weeks and it actually will be on our seventh birthday. Not quite crazy. as prestigious as 150th of the Red Eagle, but who would have thought that seven years ago we would be appro- we would be past 250 shows?
0: That's kind of crazy. So. And I'll tell you what, if we're celebrating an Eagles victory, <laughs> it will be a anniversary to never forget. I'll tell you that much.
1: For sure, yeah. So. I probably still
0: won't have my voice, and I'll <laughs> still be crying, so...
1: So, obviously, we won't be here next Sunday because, you know. Otherwise,
0: we're, we're talking baseball. Like, we, I don't know, like, what we're going to do.
1: Well, we can that. go toe-to-toe with most Super Bowls. I think we the viewership, pretty even. But when the Eagles are in it, we got we to bow out. We yeah, gotta,
0: you know, yeah. We got you know.
1: to let them have their stage. We'll Give the people what they want. Two weeks. I think it's February 11th, uh, our seventh birthday. And we'll uh, recap the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll probably I'll probably see if we can reach out and get listener special, get some questions. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um because we're actually gonna take a month off them because it is a marathon for us from the like end of July through the Super Bowl. So we're gonna take a little bit of a break here. Hiatus. And uh come we're back our hiatus. We'll probably come back and do some entertainment stuff like last year we did the movies. We'll probably I think we're we'll maybe doing T V shows fun. or something like that. And we could then, do um,
0: why we'll we The Last Jedi is the greatest Star Wars movie.
1: And then, I'm uh, so okay. glad I didn't
0: get punched. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: and then we'll have the NFL draft. Then it'll be May, and we'll be talking about football again. So uh, so it'll be interesting. But, um, yeah, so for more of us, visit com. Follow us on Twitter. Um, do you have any shout-outs, anything to mention? No. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. That wraps up the 252nd episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raph show. We
0: hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raph.
1: Are you? And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Fly, Eagles, fly. That's right. Go Eagles.